Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined, as always, by Ryan Donnelly. Uh, Ryan, it's the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? That's right, Patrick. The people may not know this. They may refuse to follow me on social media because of my toxic activities. Yeah. However, if you do not follow me there, you'll be learning for the first time live on the pod. When you hear this tomorrow, Thursday, October 28th, uh, it'll start the longest stretch of the year with consecutive FBS and pro football games from October 28th until like, I don't know, late November. Yeah. We have 27 consecutive days of football uh, on the television. And we love that. We love we that. It's going to start off with Troy at Coastal tomorrow night, uh, a banger of a game. And uh, mm. probably not, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it goes until, like, there's a Western Michigan-Northern Illinois game. It's actually a good game in November. Yeah. We do actually – and we do have, I think, two games this week that might get coaches fired, uh, which is always exciting. Mm-hmm. The first one being the Coastal and Troy game. I, I would uh, – Advise maybe looking out for that sort of thing, because I'll, I'll say Chip Lindsey is not in a great spot right now, especially as the uh, as the Sun Belt expands and Troy prefers to not be one of the worst teams in the new Sun Belt. Um, and then also, mm-hmm. of course, on Sunday when the Cleveland Browns beat the Steelers and Mike Tomlin goes to USC. Um, <laughs> yeah, very funny, very yeah. funny. Definitely, the Cleveland Browns are going to be winning on Sunday. I'm sure yeah. that'll certainly happen. We'll we'll certainly look into it. And if they don't, I just Same won't talk about Browns. it. I just won't talk about it. It won't matter. I'm a Ravens. <laughs> Same fan old Browns. My my what new thing, expect? Ryan. My new way of protecting myself is that I'm I am now an Avalanche fan because they're the best team in the in the NHL, and so I can't go wrong there. Uh, surely they just won't start hurt being me. a Buckeye fan too, dude. <laughs> I went down that path. I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm good. I've I've uh, I've lived that life. It wasn't fun either. Uh, I've seen how you people act on on Saturday. I don't. I don't think. I think that it's just that rooting for a sports team is a bad thing to do to your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bad things to do to your brain, uh, one listening to this podcast, but two watching any of the Thursday or Friday night games. Outside Don't of like, if you really want to watch Coastal Kill Troy, but I I wouldn't recend it. Um, maybe I I don't know. Maybe check the score in like the third quarter and make sure that they haven't completely fallen apart by losing to App State. Um, which by the way, if you would like right. a, if you would like sort of an autopsy of of what happened there, uh, be sure to go to the Outside Zone newsletter on Substack where I I broke down how App State really sort of uh beat the hell out of coastal even though they only won by three points um but i would i would maybe keep an eye on that one but i wouldn't watch it also don't watch nevada kill unlv unlv has been kind of in games recently but they won't be in this one um ryan well, what would you recommend people do instead on thursday and friday just have a goddamn beer you weirdos what's yeah. wrong with you just yeah go we out shouldn't with your friends, we shouldn't have to tell you people how to do this you you just just yeah. drink a beer <laughs> It's fine to do. Just uh, dress, just dress up like a mid '90s WWE star, and go out to the bar and embarrass yourself in front of women. That's what we're yeah. all supposed to be doing. Yeah. Personally, I'm gonna go see a movie, and and I'm gonna go to the movie theater that has beer. I'm gonna have a bit. I'm gonna have a big old beer. Um, speaking of dressing up, real quick, I just want to run this by you. Speaking of dressing up like a '90s uh, wrestler, Wyatt and I, Wyatt of of my other show, Fame, we um never we, heard of him. Yeah, we were, we were workshopping a TV show idea. Uh, Hulk Hogan's Heroes, and it's like a like a gritty war television show, except uh, all of the actors in it are are wrestlers, and they're very serious outside of the fact that they all have to continue to do their wrestling shtick. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that's a Comtown bit. I think okay. that was on Comtown. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like like uh, like in each episode, the Undertaker dies in increasingly grisly fashion. But then, like as soon as his his you know compatriots are upset about it, he rises back up and he never actually dies. So, um, so he's South Park Kenny. Yeah, he's South Park Kenny. I've I've turned uh, the Undertaker <laughs> into into a, a, a grim uh, cartoon essentially. Um, but that okay. was that's what I've been thinking about this week instead of watching Coastal. Hmm. Uh, yeah, if this was on Shark Tank, I do not think I'd be invested in your right, idea, well, but I do well, appreciate that you guys were working on it. You weren't really the investor <laughs> that we were looking for. We wanted the uh, the bald guy who killed his wife or whatever it was that he did. Um, who was? Yep, it that's the, not me. Who was it that he? No, certainly not. No, we wanted the other bald guy that killed his wife. Um, 
What was it that he did? Was it the like just some person on his yacht? <laughs> I have no you idea. You don't know what I'm talking about? about? <laughs> if you if you know if you know about what the bald guy from uh from Shark Tank did on the yacht, please do let me know because I I believe he did something on his yacht. But um that's that's a, that's enough of of uh of Shark Tank talk. Ryan, what do we have on Saturday morning? The real Shark Tank is happening at East Lansing at noon, folks. Okay. Uh, our state will be here on Saturday Jesus. on the early games. It's Michigan at Michigan State at 12 p.m. on Fox. Yeah, um, We got to love this because you know it'll take four and a half hours to get through this game. Thanks to that good old Fox broadcast. Um, four and a half hours of Michigan slowly falling behind points in Michigan State, leading to their inevitable loss. Uh, I can't wait. Oh, come on. Michigan State's not going to win this game. We we don't need to pretend that Michigan State is going to win a football game right now. We we Michigan we, State's going to win this game. No, <laughs> no man. Have you seen Michigan State? No. Have you seen Michigan? Yeah, they're fine. They're they're better at this than Michigan State is. Michigan State is a bunch of popsicle sticks glued together. I have no confidence mm-hmm. in Michigan State's ability to beat a good team. It hasn't done it yet. Yeah, well, it's a good thing they're not playing one on Saturday. Yeah, I I think that Michigan State is worse <laughs> than Nebraska is, and Michigan beat Nebraska. I I'm I'm really not. Didn't Michigan State terribly... already play Nebraska and beat them? Yeah, they beat them in overtime because they got a, a punt return for a touchdown in the in the fourth quarter. But they didn't That's get a cool. That's a cool yeah, way to win they, game. They didn't get a first down in the entire <laughs> second half. Like I, I I have no reason to believe that Peyton Thorne is the guy at quarterback or that there's really. Well, I don't know. Nebraska's defense is a lot better than Michigan's is. No, it isn't. <laughs> I don't think it is. They can't get pressure on the quarterback. I think Nebraska's secondary is better, but I I think for this, I don't know. I think for this Michigan State team specifically, Michigan is quite a bit better suited to handle the offense than Nebraska is, and Nebraska handled the hell out of it. I think uh, it's going to be a nice little thirty-eight, thirty-five win for my Michigan State Spartans, famously my favorite team in college football. Uh, <laughs> that go would, Sparty, that go would for, make go for go white. Uh, would they be like doubling up the the total with with that with thirty-eight, thirty-five? <laughs> I don't know what the total is. I don't but know. I would not I have, have no clue. Let me let me let me look real quick. I've already got the page pulled up. Um, total for this game is fifty. So they would be yeah, pretty close to <laughs> pretty close to like one point five on that. So I. Uh, that, listen, that would be fun. I mean, if, I'd if like Michigan that. Michigan State wins the game, it's because they turn into a shootout. Sure, and if if uh, anything else happens, Michigan wins, um, which is <laughs> not something personally that I would bet on. But who's you know what do I what do I know? I'm just a guy who's watched Peyton Thorn before, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if you want to go long betting on JJ McCarthy or Kane McNamara, whichever freak is going to play quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. Both of them suck. Uh, have fun doing it. I don't know. Not me. Yeah, I I think could, that could be me. I think that this season is is pretty much like we kind of know what's going to happen with Michigan the rest of the season because we've seen this before. Um, they're going to be eleven and zero. They're going to be like the number three team in the country, and then they're going to lose by fifty to Ohio State because that's what they do. <laughs> but you to, to oh, be ele- my fancy. to be eleven and zero, they have to beat um, a Michigan State team that I think in a just universe would be about seven and five this season. Um, and they, they will do such that I, I have, I have very little in the way of concerns about this game. I don't think Michigan state is especially good. Well, I guess we'll see. I guess we're staking both reputations in this game, aren't we? I yep. guess we'll find That's out. Right. If, uh... if Michigan loses, I will, it will break my little heart. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Our, our beer, the one of your buddies is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. He's not lying and it won't suck. It's yeah. Miami. At it's going to yeah. be fun. This is a bang. Uh, yeah. It's going to win by, uh, Somewhere between eleven and twelve points in this game, exactly. I'm uh, I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little worried about Pitt here, not for any football reasons, but for Pitt. Huge letdown. Yeah, game. for for Pitt Massive reasons. Right? Like this is I, I think actually I think it was friend of the show Alan Saunders who posted like this is the exact situation that got Miami against Pitt a couple years ago right how you know <laughs> you know a, a resurgent former power having its best year in 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 you know decades and uh, and then the other team is you know unranked kind of struggling on offense comes to town and wins like an extremely sloppy stupid game um, with of course that being Pitt beating Miami back in 2017 or whenever it was. Um, right. Miami's coming off of a, a kind of a confidence win against NC State. Uh, I, I think that it seemed like, is it Tyler Van Dyke, the new quarterback? It seemed like he's not terrible, which I, I don't know how much of that to actually believe, but he wasn't terrible against NC State. 
I don't really love Pitt's defense. I think it's okay, but I don't love it. I think that this is yeah, like, they're fine. They they have some decent like a decent scoring defense, but the underlying yeah. numbers do not really support that <laughs> holding yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's sort of it's it's been kind of hollowed out in recent years because Pat Narduzzi is the head coach and he's not very good at recruiting. But I I think that mm-hmm. there is a fear here that Miami with a, a quarterback who there's not a kind of tape on and you know, they really don't have the one game to go off of, is able to make this into something of a shootout, and Pitt is coming off a week where they, you know, read their own press clippings too much and, and maybe got a little bit too high for their own good, and, and, and Kenny Pickett. I think he's, I, I, I thought he started to pass like three games, hasn't he, this quarterback? Has he? Bike? he? He's he's played a little bit this season, but I still don't know if the the, the book is out on him necessarily. Um, yeah. He's not dear. I mean, see what the book is that he, uh, you know, he played really well against NC State and terrible in every other game of his career. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is what the book is. Sure. And, and uh, there's classic Dave Doran. Yeah. At, at what point, also, just out of my own curiosity, because I don't think I'm there yet, at what point do we stop expecting Kenny Pickett to come back down to earth? Like, at what point is this just him? Because I. Well, I don't think I don't think if Pitt loses, it will not be because of Kenny Pickett coming back down to earth. I think it'll be because Pitt can't establish the running game, yeah. uh, and because their defense kind of falls apart in yeah. some way or another. I, I think that's what happened. But I don't think that happens this week either. I think if you're looking at Pitt's like fall apart game, uh, it probably if it would happen, and I'm not saying it will, it probably happens in like late November against Virginia, run an Armstrong mm. for like 700 yards on them. God, that game is going to be so so much fun. Like the probably. Probably the two quarterbacks that I would send right now, along with like C.J. Stroud to to New York. Like those guys are both so much fun. I'm just I'm oh, constantly, yeah. I'm constantly afraid of Kenny Pickett coming back down to earth because it's so weird that he's so good now after you know four years of otherwise. <laughs> like like it's it's just uh-huh. and Mark Whipple's the offensive coordinator. We we talked about this plenty on the <laughs> on the recap, but this doesn't make any sense, and so it's very strange to me that this is. Did you? Uh, to I, I care what you said. You didn't get to watch the broadcast much, right? But they no, on Saturday. no, no, I didn't get to watch uh, much of it. <laughs> so the announcing team, I don't even know who it was, whoever they were, were talking about uh, Kenny Pickett told them he would like check his GPS tracker after the game to see how many miles he'd run back and forth to the sideline. <laughs> As our listeners may know, Mark Whipple does not signal in plays. He makes the quarterback run back and forth the sideline to get them. <laughs> <laughs> do they um, do they still do that? They still do that. Oh yes. And could you imagine? He how, does it because? Could you imagine how yeah. good he would be if not for that? <laughs> well, Whipple's argument is that he thinks it's ridiculous that college football doesn't allow you to have the NFL in headset stuff. Sure. Like you can call in the plays like via the uh, the headset, and uh, you know, so basically he's just protesting it by not doing signals, and because he's like. You know, a lot of teams in our conference, <clears throat> Clemson, <clears throat> uh, are very aggressive about stealing signs and mm-hmm. uh, looking to steal our signals constantly. So we don't really like to let that happen very much. But anyway, it's very stupid, but yeah. it will win this game, I think, probably by something like, I don't know, 38 to 27. I think it's probably the final score, yeah. um, something like that, which is a good win for Pitt. And, uh, you know, as long as I just don't want them to lose until I get to go see him live when they play North Carolina. Yeah, I I do think it's also a little funny that this is on the ACC network, given some of the other games we're going to talk about here in this slate. But um, yeah, I, I'm not ready to pick against Pitt. Like I don't have a great reason to at this point, but I do think that it's at least something to uh, something to monitor here. I do also real quick on the on the same thing as as you know along with the Whipple thing. Like I do think that part of the reason to have some confidence in Pitt is, and I'm not the first one to mention this in the last couple of weeks, but Brendan Marion, who I believe we actually talked about in the off season as well, is the, I think, wide mm-hmm. receivers coach there. Um, future uh, head coach, future very good offensive coordinator. Um, yeah. One of the better offensive minds in college football. Um, I Honestly, they should just let him call the plays, but I would imagine that he has a lot to do with Pitt's offensive success this season. Here's what I'll say. He's going to get offered one of these bad Mac jobs this offseason, yep. and he should not take it. He should be smart enough to not take that job. I yep. think, like, Akron, Akron calling, do not do it. Yeah. You know who's going to take the Akron job is, of course, Kerry Combs, who <laughs> doesn't have he doesn't have anything else to do this offseason, so he might as well. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, think, um, uh, I think that, like, an AAC job or even, like, a Sunbelt 
job would make a lot of sense for Brendan Marion. I think he would be really good in that kind of role. Um, the job that I would love too to early s- though. It's too early. Yeah. The it's job, the job that. down the road and the timing might work out on this cause, cause they're not going to be looking to make a change in the next couple years anyway. But um, the job I would love to see him in is take over as the OC at Pitt, have another good year or two, and then go be the head coach take over for Ricky Ronnie at uh, old dominion in the now, mm, now yeah. Sunbelt old dominion. I think he would kill it there. I think he'd do a really good job with that hmm. program. That's an idea. I think there's a lot, uh, a lot of moving parts that probably make it difficult, like you said. But I, I do see the f- appeal for sure. Sure. Um, how about the uh, how about the weird beers game in the slot? Right, we've got several of them. Yeah. Uh, and they're it's they're certainly it's like a sneaky good window. They're certainly weird. That's for sure. <laughs> some good and some. <laughs> there's some good and some well, stinky in here. The two better ones are Iowa at Wisconsin at noon on ESPN and mm-hmm. Texas at Baylor on noon on ABC. Um, both have conference title implications here. Yeah. Uh, or not really conference title, conference championship game appearance implications. <laughs> 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 because Wisconsin is sneakily the leader in the West if they win this game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would be them and, and Minnesota, right? Tied for tied for first. Right, which yeah. is a very, very awesome. funny outcome if that does happen. Um, yeah, I mean, currently Iowa's 3-1 in conference, Minnesota's 3-1, and one, and Wisconsin is 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, but with that win over Purdue, if they win this game, they are like in the driver's seat to make it to the uh, the Big Ten title game and lose yep. to Ohio State. So that's that's pretty funny for them. Yeah, um, <laughs> the ultimate prize. Uh, that's right. That's right. I don't know. This game will definitely suck. It is, I think, like one of the lowest totals in recent memory. I think the what is it? The, uh, the over under is currently at thirty six and a half. Good God! And I don't think it will. <laughs> we'll get close <laughs> yeah i you're looking at a 10 7 uh you know freezer bowl yes the um I, I will also mention elsewhere in the in the west later in the day minnesota and northwestern's total was 43 and a half what a cool league let's go yeah, what, a, what a cool let's league go. they've built here we've got just like the nfc north uh college edition but i i I think Wisconsin's going to win this game. I think if you like to watch Iowa lose, you should keep an eye on this one. But, I mean, I think the jig is kind of up with Iowa, right? Like, it's only been the one loss, and they had the bye week, and it, it just feels like all of the shine has come off this team in the last two weeks with, with the, the loss to Purdue and then not being in the spotlight last week. I I have no reason to think that Iowa can really beat Wisconsin because I think Wisconsin does what Iowa does roughly as well as Iowa does it, especially if, you know, there's not going to be 18 turnovers, which is likely because Wisconsin's going to throw the ball four times and it won't matter. Like you can, Wisconsin can gain yards on this defense consistently by just running, running the ball. Yeah. In terms of Iowa, um, you know, being in the beating Penn state club is cool. If it's like just you, Ohio state and Michigan, yeah. being in the beating Penn state club is a lot less impressive if Illinois is allowed in. Yeah. Uh, it kind of really, reduces the property value uh, yeah. pretty quickly. That's and that's <laughs> Iowa's that's Iowa's whole season is like <laughs> reducing the property value, right? Like look at the win, yeah. look at the the big wins that they that they gained early in the season. Look at them now. Like Indiana's not good. Indiana might be the worst team in the Big 10 East. Um yeah. Iowa I, moves in. They they park like a 1993 <laughs> rusted out Chevy Trailblazer in the lawn. Yeah. Uh, they start like drinking shirtless at 4 p.m. most days. Yeah, Kirk. And they're Fer- probably in the clan. Kirk yeah. Ferentz. Yeah, Kirk Ferentz starts <laughs> saying some words that maybe the neighbors don't really want to hear him say, and you know, invites some friends over who are maybe saying some words that they don't want to say. Kirk, Kirk Ferentz uh, adds you on Facebook and starts sharing you, uh, you know, Doctor Zelensky's uh, cures to. <laughs> Uh, here's COVID-19. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk, how'd you how'd you burn this one spot in the lawn? It looks like a like a T shape. What what happened here? Well, I don't I don't want to talk about that. Um, but yeah, it's it's like the Indiana losses or the Indiana win is shitty now. The Iowa State win is, I guess, okay. They're barely ranked and they're you know they have two losses, but I guess it's not awful. And then the Penn State. Hold on. You flip flop an ass. Which one is it? Does Iowa State suck or are they good? Iowa State is not good, but it does beat a ranked a top ten team every year. That was my entire point. Was that they they're very good at beating a top ten team every year. Okay, they're Syracuse. Cool. <laughs> Damn. Um, listen, nine and three and beating a top ten team every year is a is a, is a damn good existence. I'll tell you that much. Um, eh, as whatever. A, as a Browns fan, that sounds great. Um, but I, I think, and then you, you obviously had the Penn State game. Penn State's going to go seven and five, right? Like I, I, 
I don't think that would be out of the realm of possibility <laughs> at all. This Penn State team is not I good. think it's actually probably likely they go seven and five, right? Yeah, that's maybe being nice to Penn State. Like I don't I don't I don't really like this team at all anymore. <laughs> no, they still have to play they still have to play Rutgers, right? Or Maryland, one of the two. I think they they're have not to, gonna totally fall off. Yeah, I don't uh, they might have to play both of them. I don't remember for sure. One of the two and then see, I think also schedule. Yeah, they're currently five and two. Their remaining schedules at Ohio State, at Maryland, versus Michigan, versus Rutgers, at Michigan State. Okay, so yeah, seven and five. I, I, and and that's even against a, t- a Michigan State team that I have said I don't like. I, I just, Iowa's is uh, is is got rapidly decreasing value here, <laughs> in in terms of strength of schedule, and it's not even its fault. It's just like they're in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten is a bad league, and Wisconsin is better at winning these games than Iowa is. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree with you, but I just have a sneaking feeling that uh, Wisconsin has been like, I don't know, people are treating them like they're fixed, and I just don't know that they're quite. No, they're uh, not. All the way they're back. not fixed. I just don't think that Iowa is either. I agree. It's going to be. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not too worried about that. I'm barely going to watch this game. I'll be yeah. honest. It's like my fourth game of the window. Sure. Uh, the the third for me is uh, uh, Texas at Baylor. Mm-hmm. You know, on ABC. I'm excited about um, this one. I, yeah, I think Baylor is like sneaky good this year. <laughs> Their resume is like a lot better than it's getting credit for, I'd say, at this point. Um, yeah. With the wins over Iowa State and BYU and uh, a relatively close road loss in Oklahoma State, 10 points. Um, winning out, like if they go, I don't know, 10 and 2 with their only losses being Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, that is pretty goddamn good this year. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I would have no complaints with that, especially because they, they haven't played Oklahoma yet, right? Correct. They play Oklahoma November 13th. So they won't have that loss because they're going to beat Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> and it's a home game for them, too. Yeah, I mean, gonna, it's possible. They're going to beat Oklahoma. I'm, 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 I'm hopeful. Someone's going to do it, but it's probably not the team you think it's <laughs> yeah, going to It might as well know. be them. I do also – I have to ask real quick. We haven't talked about the Big 12 a whole lot, but is Gary Bohannon – Why the, would we? Yeah, is Gary Bohannon the best quarterback in the Big 12? Because I, I think he might be. Um Sixty-six percent. Sixty-six percent completion percentage. Nine point one yards per attempt. Twelve touchdowns. One interception. Also run ran a hundred ran for one hundred and thirty-four yards and six more touchdowns. He's really good. I'm uh I'm just ready to be given the opportunity to turn on Caleb Williams. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> baby, baby, we're already there. You can do it right now. <laughs> I just need. I need one. I mean, first of all, that bullshit handoff was illegal. Should have been allowed to happen. Yeah. Uh, he, he robbed our boy, let's say, a hold of the signature win at Kansas. I don't like him. He, yeah. He's on my shit list. Uh, whatever. Fuck that guy. I, I hope Baylor beats him. Classically, you know, the good school we can all root for with upstanding mm-hmm. stuff that happens there. Baylor mm-hmm. should win that game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I think Baylor's going to win here. I think Baylor is good on both sides of the ball. I, I really like this Jeff Grimes offense. You would remember Jeff Grimes if you watched BYU last year. Um, it's the same guy. He's doing the same thing. They're mm-hmm. they're good at it. Um, I I think this their is, defense is nice too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this could absolutely be a. I mean, hell, ten and two. Even they only have the one loss right now. Even an eleven to one team if they can get past Oklahoma. Um, I think they win here, but I think that that's right. <laughs> We're talking about that Georgia Ohio State Baylor Pitt playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that uh, I, I I think that this is going to be a really fun one to watch. I think that Baylor wins, but I think that this is honestly maybe the most entertaining game within this window. I'm I'm excited about this one. Ah, uh, maybe yeah, for sure. The other two games we've got are Indiana at Maryland and Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech. Um, Indiana will probably lose this game, but cannot afford to do so. No. Um, Falling behind Maryland in the, in the East is uh, a fucking bad, really bad. It's a bad place yeah. to be. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, it just cannot happen. There's just no reason that should be allowed to happen if yeah. you're in Indiana. Even, like, with, with fucking Mike Loxley, you cannot lose to Mike Loxley. No, you can't lose um, to Mike Loxley. Hey, speaking also, of... Also, last I checked, they, like, weren't even showing this game on TV. I think it's, like, regional BTN. <laughs> like, you've, you've got to flip a coin as to whether oh. you get Rutgers, Illinois, or Indiana, Maryland. So. Good God. <laughs> I, I, like, it's on BTN, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is especially bleak because it is, like, this is a must-win game for Indiana. And also, it's not even a situation where if Indiana loses this game, its recruiting class is going to fall apart. Its recruiting class is already shitty. They didn't take advantage at all of the, you know, eight win or whatever it was season that they had last year. They still had a shitty recruiting class. 
right, because Tom Allen sucks and it was fluky. <laughs> I I have very quickly soured on on everything that is going on here. Um, I I think that I mean, hey, I guess you can't. I guess you can try to build the whole thing out of the McCullough brothers, but it, it probably isn't going to work super well. Um, yeah, I when one of them is good, you probably can't do that. Something to <laughs> something to think about. Um, and also the one who's coaching doesn't seem to be very good, which is interesting. Um. I, I think Indiana probably wins here because Maryland is really, really, really bad. But also, I don't have a great reason to think that beyond Maryland being bad. Um, also, real quick, I like that. Uh, I like that Ryan Day tried to beat Indiana bad enough to get uh, Tom Allen fired so he could get McCullough back. Uh, I think that was a pretty cool strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bold approach. Well, looking at some of the other linebackers that they're looking at in the 2022 class right now, maybe not a terrible idea. Oh, um, please get out of here! <laughs> this man is recruiting Jimmy Rolder. <laughs> <laughs> keep talking shit keep talking shit Patrick Ryan you're getting another white linebacker from Chicago and you will like it <laughs> <laughs> he won't play it's all just whoever's going to be willing to be Sunny yeah. Styles and CJ Hicks back up that's all we're looking yeah, for yeah dude that's what uh, that's what they got with that's what they got uh, going with Tommy Eichenberg right now <laughs> Ryan has muted his Fuck mic off. to scream as loud as he can <laughs> Um, all right, our, our fourth game oh. of the window is Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, I speaking mean, of coaches, speaking of coaches that might get fired this weekend, uh, I don't. I wouldn't lose this one if I'm Justin Fuente because I think if you do, you probably get fired on Sunday, right? Like, I, I think he's already. I think he's already fired. Yeah, but they would announce it. I think. I, I don't think they could go right, any longer right, and right. not not announce it. And they, they I think they just have to. Sure. Just go and hire Jamie Chandler to get the job done. Let's, yep. let's just quit fucking around. Or go and hire Brendan Marion. <laughs> just going to keep set, setting them up for jobs, trying to get them away from Pitt. I don't want Pitt to be good. All right. <laughs> well, good effort. Good effort. <laughs> um, all right. So going into the afternoon window, uh, kind of a top-heavy window. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got Georgia at Florida. The big game, the World Daughters at their cocktail party. It's on 3.30 CBS. Um, we all know what's going to happen here, right? Uh, Georgia is going to win convincingly, but they're going to look terrible for the first three quarters because Dan Mullen always has a game plan. Yeah. Um, and uh, then Florida will uh, once again lose, as they always do. Then yeah. they'll drop another game. Dan Mullen gets fired, and that's that. <laughs> Who's the next head coach at Florida in this circumstance? Is it Lane? Uh, does Lane leave Ole Miss for Florida? Can we get Lane? Can we get Lane to Florida? <laughs> hey, I, I hear Urban Meyer is looking for a job. If you're if Florida goes eight and four, they lose this game and finish out with wins at South Carolina versus Sanford at Mizzou versus Florida State. Does Dan Mullen get fired? No, I think that what's going to need to happen is that it would need to be either disastrous enough to split him from Scott Strickland or to be eight and four for so many years in a row that Scott Strickland gets fired and somebody else comes in and gets rid of Dan Mullen. Cause I don't think that Strickland's going to get rid of him unless it is a disaster. Why doesn't he just fire Todd Grant though? Why does he keep doing it? I don't know, man. It's, it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you have to respect his commitment if, if nothing else, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why he's, <laughs> why he's doing this to himself. Yeah. Also, his recruiting class sucks. Like it's mm-hmm. it's actually it has a I don't know a fair amount of blue chips, and they seem to be closing strong on some guys, including like Chris McClellan out of Oklahoma. So it doesn't but, suck. Uh, no, it's still pretty bad. I mean, it's ranked twenty okay. second in the country, which sure. is uh, not great for not Florida. what you want to be. No, I mean it's, no, they're no, mis- it's... they're Mississippi State. They they he, they you brought Mississippi State in, and sure enough, you're Mississippi State now. Uh, it's you got gonna... Mississippi State all over the carpet. Yeah, you can't do that. shit. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I think I will say real quick, um, and this is not even an, this is not an endorsement of Florida in any meaningful way. I think this is going to be we the, will never endorse. Florida no, I think this, this is going to be the most challenged that Georgia gets all season, like regular season, um, even in the SEC championship <laughs> game. And it's it's it is not an endorsement of Florida. It is literally just this is Georgia, and they're playing against Dan Mullen, and he's going to come out and shoot Kirby Smart with a gun, right? Like he's he's got, you know, he's got the tricks up his sleeve. They're gonna they're gonna throw a, a quadruple pass, and you know they're they're gonna bring all a bunch of like ping pong balls and throw them onto the other side of the field. I I don't I don't know what their plan is going to be, but they're going to have weird shit to do, and Georgia's going to 
like you said, blow it for three quarters and then figure it out in the fourth quarter and win. But I do think that this is going to be – I think Florida's going to challenge Georgia more than Alabama will. Okay, over under one and a half, how many Florida players enter the transfer portal between kickoff on Saturday and the end of day Thursday? <laughs> Let's go with six. Let's go with six of them. Six? Is that a, Holy shit, the over-under was one and a half. Is that Penn, is that Penn State receiver transfer still there? Because he'll be gone. Um, I think he's a senior. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll he'll be gone. He's got the COVID Just year. Just a shorter. Yeah, he's got the COVID yeah. year. He can leave. Um, one of the two quarterbacks, whichever one doesn't play here, will be gone. Um, they've probably got well, They're both going to play, and they're both going to suck. Yeah, I think that, the, honestly, I... I kind of have this sneaking suspicion that they're only going to play Anthony Richardson and that he will play well because he's better than Emory Jones is. Um, but whichever one takes fewer snaps will transfer. Uh, they probably got an extra running back who could transfer. I'm sure that most of their cornerbacks could be doing something better. Like, isn't there a, uh, who's the guy that they got there? Is it Kyrie Elam? Um, oh, he's really good. Yeah, yeah he's, he's re- going to get a foul. He's really, he's really good. He's probably just going to opt out. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if we count that the same, but what's the point of playing at this point if you lose this one? Um, facts, facts. Yeah, I, I think uh, they've got a good defensive end as well, whose name escapes me. Um, yeah, no, Florida's, Florida's whole loss roster is going to leave. Dan Mullen's is Brandon Cox still there? Is that who you're talking about? No, um, no, it's he's... somebody, it's somebody else. I don't remember. Didn't Brenton Cox get kicked off the team? Was that a different? That's uh, hard to say. Um, it looks like he's still there. Yeah, started in all seven, for him. seven games of the season. So good for Brenton Cox. It was the other team that he got kicked off of. Um, yeah, I I, I, uh, <laughs> I I don't think that this is a great scenario for Florida. But like I said, I do think that if anybody's going to actually challenge Georgia this year, it's probably Florida because that's what they do in these games. For for whatever reason, Florida's mm-hmm. able to lose by seven points to good teams. And, and I think that they will do that here better than anybody else that's going to play Georgia this year well. For sure, for sure. So here are the rest of the bad games in this window. Yep. Uh, we, let's lead it off with Iowa State at West Virginia as our the one your buddy says good. We probably lying on on ESPN Plus at two p.m. <laughs> this is like the game they are trying to make you not watch. This is a Mac game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are doing everything in their power to avoid. Tickets are nineteen dollars this game. Jesus, by the way, man, um, you should go to this. I'll be in Columbus, buddy. We're going to be recording the podcast oh, live on Sunday man. morning. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'll be I'll be watching Ohio State score nineteen thousand points on Penn State live in the horseshoe. Are you going? Uh, to, shout out to. Are you going to the game? Well, I haven't bought tickets yet, but ah. shout out to Brett Bielma for I'm sure cutting the prices by you know two thirds. Oh, of course, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll I'll check game day. I'll try to scalp something. Okay, uh, but. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, we've got Iowa State at WU at, uh, at 2 p.m. Uh, this game sucks. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> Two bad teams playing bad football. Um, Iowa State will win by 10 points. They always do. Yeah. I, I think this is this is at least kind of entertaining, I guess. It's it's like it's not entertaining mm-hmm. in like a good football way, but I do think it's somewhat entertaining in the, the sense that there's going to be points and football played. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't watch this for sure. Over under is forty eight hmm. uh, for this game. Not That's, not a super uh, great endorsement of the of the matchup, I'd say. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Iowa State is only a touchdown favorite at West Virginia, which is a bad team this year. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, weird beers that you try in the five percent chance that they're actually good. Purdue at Nebraska three thirty on ESPN two. Boston College at Syracuse three thirty. No channel listed i don't know if this one's just not on tv uh minnesota <laughs> minnesota at northwestern 330 on big 10 network and then it's apparently apparently boston college and syracuse has now been added to the espn three slate yeah, so congratulations I, to I jeff halfley for his biggest win of his tenure it's on yes for some reason um they've got, <laughs> they've got the they got yankees replays uh booking book ending it but then they got the syracuse game uh and then florida state clemson at 330 on uh espn proper um, uh, kind of a bargain bin situation here. I think that mm-hmm. I think Nebraska is going to get a win. I'm 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 high on Nebraska this week because I just wrote the Nebraska preview for the for the BSB this week, and um, I like that they should be a lot better than they are in record, and we've talked about this plenty. But like their offense is not bad, and their defense is actually really good. And Purdue is the the exact opposite, where Purdue has a better record than it deserves to have. Like this is a bad team. I think Nebraska's going to win. 
Nebraska is only good when they know no one is watching them. And yeah. ESPN two just might be a small enough channel for them to play well. I think it's possible. Yeah, I, I believe um, in them. <laughs> uh, here's what I think. I think Syracuse is going to beat Boston College on Saturday. And uh, <laughs> Dude, I, saw, I am tired. I I saw of one Jeff of those. Halfley. Yeah, well, you're you're certainly Jeff Halfley is wearing thin on you from what I have from what I've gathered. I don't have any. I don't have any. Uh, Dude, people, I have seen a ton of message board and like Twitter posts about him being a fucking candidate for USC. It does. And, like, it a, seems a, like people State. have stopped watching Boston College, and so they're just kind of assuming that Boston College is good. And I certainly. I don't know if I want to blame him a ton for the whole, you know, not having his best quarterback thing. Like, I think they win at least a couple of those games that they lost with Dracovic, but also um, the defense isn't very good, and that's not great for for what they're trying to do out there. Uh, right. <laughs> that's kind of his whole thing. Yeah, is supposed to be having a good defense, right? Like, all respect to heard of podcast Shannon Gill, who's a great receiver. Uh, and we kind of like some other players on their team, maybe. Yep. Uh, the Vrabel kid is funny. I don't yep. know if he has a mullet. It's probably, it's probably racist. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, Something to think Besides about. that, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess if Minnesota wins in this slot, we've got uh, a Big Ten West race. Just might be kind of fun. Um, yeah. I don't know. Could Clemson, Freaky Friday, buys a Florida State? Uh, that'd be kind of funny. I think I think Florida State is gonna beat Clemson. Is that crazy to think that? Like I, I, <laughs> I don't think anything is crazy this year. I don't if know. Florida if... State beats Clemson. It's the funniest result in college football <laughs> in multiple seasons. Dabo Swinney getting his shit pushed in by Mike Norvell. <laughs> I can't wait to post the Dabo picture again. Uh, the Dabo tired face. Oh my picture. god. <laughs> I want to post it so bad. Dude, Clemson getting run the hell over by the Florida State rushing attack. <laughs> it's fun to think about, Kate and we Kl- we do like to think about it. Kate Klubnick is quitting football. Uh, <laughs> he's not even going to decommit and quit somewhere else. He's like, no, no I'm I've good. been so demoralized yeah, by the good. sport that I no longer want to play. Yeah, I'm going to go antagonize um, Quinn Ewers for the next four years. That's my job. I'm just going to be the guy who bullies <laughs> Quinn Ewers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Saturday evening, Staple Beer, SMU at Houston, 7 p.m. ESPN2. Absolute banger and a complete shame that they have hidden it on ESPN2. This is so much better than Ole Miss Auburn. This is so much yeah. better than Ole Miss Auburn. This is going to be great. Well, I mean, you know it's not about game quality. It's about viewership. And, sure. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. This is the best game of the day, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I still think Houston's partially fake good. Uh, that's why I'm like a little less willing to like say it's uh, a full-on banger, but they keep winning games. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> SMU is going to score a lot of fucking points in this game. I'll tell you that. Uh, yes, I, I, I am. <laughs> I'm curious. I think that the the matchup here is really fun because it is like I think Houston's defense is good, um, and obviously the SMU offense is fantastic, and I think that that's going to be a really cool matchup to watch. Um, just because I'm pretty confident in both of those units. I'm I'm pretty sure that SMU's offense is going to remain good regardless of opponent, and I think that Houston's going to be able to get pressure and has, has really good you know cornerback play. Um, so I, I think that this is both the most entertaining and also probably the highest level football you're going to see like on both sides uh, in, on, on Saturday. I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just can't believe how balanced the uh, offensive attack is at Houston, right? I'm sorry, at SMU rather, right? Yeah. Like, you've got... Uh, at least four players, 26 receptions and 300 or more yards on the season so far. Uh, you've got, uh, what, four running backs? Or I'm sorry. Yeah, four running backs and at least 20 carries. Yeah. Uh, they're just giving the ball to everybody right now. I mean, like, uh, U.S. Bentley came in as a lead back and is now, like, Trey Siggers is taking as many carries as he has. Uh, Danny Gray has, like, has surpassed Rasheed Rice and Richie Rivers as top receiver. Yeah. Like, a lot of guys are getting the ball right now. Uh, Tanner Bordekai looks really, really, really good. Yeah. He already has 29 touchdowns this season. Um, man. man, I mean, good God. <laughs> yeah. Whoever wins this game, it's going to be a really good opponent for Cincinnati. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I mean, it's going to be, it's exciting, man. This yeah. is a good football game. I'm just yeah. looking forward to watching. I mean, I'm not gonna be able to watch it at all because I'll be in a shoe, but 
I'm excited to follow along on my phone. I guess. See, this <laughs> probably is probably watching on Sunday. This is what you're missing out by, on by not being in the uh, in the press box anymore. Is that I'm probably gonna m- more watch the SMU game than I will the Ohio State game that I'm supposed to write yeah, a cover story about. Yeah, I bet you will. I, I do fully believe that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean, it's gonna be a blowout. The Ohio State game is going to be a blowout. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, you should just watch this. This is better football. This is gonna be like a 41-38. This is gonna be a blast. I'm I'm really really excited for this one, and it also has meaning in the larger sense both in the playoff you know race for Cincinnati and also in the AAC race um right, I, I think right. SMU wins but I think it's a really good game yeah I tend to agree I can't believe it's a pick them I, I thought they'd just at least be some betting favorites on SMU but I think yeah. they're respecting the betters a little more maybe this week I don't know uh yeah that's an interesting line yeah but, um Houston is a okay. Houston is a somewhat difficult place to play as well especially I think that the crowd will be up for this one Oh yeah, this would be a, this would be one of the best G five. I mean, we saw that App State crowd. We yes. saw the uh, the Marshall crowd. I think was pretty good. We, we've seen some uh, some good crowds this year. This would be the best G five crowd of the season, fight, I guess. Yeah. Until Cincinnati gets SMU and Dippert. Yeah, I think that UTEP uh, UTSA next week will be really good as well for for crowd. I think game day might be as there. long as uh, I mean UTSA is a pretty big dog this weekend. As long as they win that game, you mean you? I think you mean UTEP UTSA is off this weekend. Uh, yeah, right. UTEP's a big dog to FAU. Yeah. Um, they're like an 11 and a half point dog. God, it's I really hope they large. win that game. I, I would give it yeah, anything same. for them to win that game so that we can get 7 and 1 UTEP against 8 and no UTSA <laughs> in the Sun Bowl. That would kick ass. Are Let's you kidding go. me? Let's go. Yeah, so that's, that is the official. Um, we, we, we're assigning this homework to all of you is to root for UTEP this weekend. Yeah, shit. So I, I don't think I. Uh... I don't think I have that actually. I don't think it's going to be an especially good game, but I would keep an eye on it. Uh, it's also on ESPN Plus, and tickets there are twelve dollars. Listeners, if you live in the Boca Raton area, come <laughs> yeah, Do we have any eighty-five-year-old listeners? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, eleven-point line right now for Florida Atlantic. I cannot believe that. Yeah, they are not respecting our UTEP miners. I uh, yeah, I I kind of wouldn't either based on who they've beaten but also they're they're seven and one I that's mean, that's pretty look, good can they throw the football no can they run the football not really can they stop anyone on defense also no yeah but however they've got heart they're seven they've and one heart. listen they're more seven and one than quite a few teams in college football that's let's that's mm-hmm. something going for them mm-hmm. um, hey penn state what's your record what's your yeah, record penn state? yeah fuck you james franklin <laughs> <laughs> I don't We're see on to Illinois. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Boy, James Franklin, we did we haven't talked about it, we will in just a second, but uh that guy really has lost his mind this weekend, hasn't he? Dude, was he drunk at the press conference? Let's just talk about it now. Yeah, because this is one of our our uh, second second tier slate of games: Penn State at Ohio State, seven thirty ABC. It does seem like James Franklin is dissociating. He's he's a bipolar. <laughs> he's he's a he's a bisexual one with BPD, and he's he's dissociating. Um, <laughs> he also said they're on the Big House this weekend. He did, yeah. He said that they're going to play Illinois in the Big House, which I. I I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's coaching at Slippery Rock, dude. Yeah. God, I I don't know. And like, also, he had the thing where apparently it happened this summer. You mentioned it on the last show, but apparently it happened this summer, but was reported this week that he's signing with Jenny, Jimmy Sexton. And when he was asked about it, he was like, "Oh yeah, I did that back in the summer," but he didn't explain why he did it or like any of the <laughs> any of the meaning behind it. Um, he said obviously in all of his answers about twenty times, which. Listen, I'm not gonna dunk on a That's guy. That's always a good sign. Yeah, I'm not gonna dunk on a guy too hard for saying words too much within a sentence. I I get it, but um, that's it, it's just a weird press conference. It's a weird energy at Penn State right now, where it seems like I don't know if I want to say that everybody is just ready to part ways because I don't think that Penn State is in that in that way. Like at least not normal fans. I don't think that regular fans are ready to move on from Jane Franklin. But it does feel like this was sort of a long time coming, and that. Everyone was kind of waiting on this to happen so that they could just move in the other direction, I think. Um, If you're James Franklin, you have to just explicitly copy Mike Tomlin's move and call the media racist for saying you should be offered this job. Uh, (laughs) Mike Tomlin Tomlin is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) He just came out guns blazing. He absolutely was thinking no for him that one. Oh, my God. I love his response to being like, yeah, Mike Tomlin's a really good coach. He should give him a USC job. He's like, Oh, so what? Because I'm fucking black? I should get yeah. a USC job? That's yeah. why? 
Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tomlin is is so funny because they do like anytime he gets asked a question he's like like that they're like Mike are you uh it was reported today that you have some interest in the USC job what do you think about that and he's like man fuck you. <laughs> Don't say that to me. I thought he said the boosters don't have a big enough blank check to offer or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, a, is cool that a, guy, cool it, Mike is that a challenge my man? <laughs> let's call it negotiating i i love Um, we we didn't talk about this but i i do love that the the entire thing that sparked that like the thing that gave him this big you know carson palmer yeah he could give this fun answer was fucking carson palmer pretending that he know that he knows breaking news and then brett mcmurphy reporting what carson palmer said insane way to do that just like, uh, unfortunately, there are 97 USC quarterbacks in the media, and we have to hear from all of them. Yes, coaching search. It's it's this is unbearable. Please free us from this prison where you have every USC quarterback working at an outlet. Like this is this Dude, is awful. By the way, by the way, speaking of celebrity former Power Five quarterbacks, did you see that clip I tweeted um, from Pat McAfee's show of AJ Hawk uh, at all? I did not. No. So, <laughs> I don't know if it's fake. It seems like it was detailed enough to be completely real. But Pat McAfee was introduced to AJ Hawk on a show, which is on like, you know, three times a week. Yeah. Uh, and he was telling a story that AJ Hawk played an alumni game at Centerville whenever he was a sophomore in high school, like uh, against the alumni. Okay. And of course, Herb Street, also a Centerville Elk, was playing quarterback. Yeah. Uh, as he was still like a practice squad guy in the NFL. And Hawk, as a sophomore, like came through the line in a blitz. And knocked Herb Street unconscious on the sack, <laughs> and is the reason that Herb Street quit football afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of this fifteen-year-old meathead ending Kirk Herb Street, a grown man's football career, <laughs> is so funny. And there was oh also I found an anecdote on an ESPN story from 2005 of a uh, Herb Street like telling, uh, <laughs> texting uh, AJ Hawk to cut his hair <laughs> and AJ sexy back shut up Kirk <laughs> Dude, would, would, would Kirk have had to call AJ Hawk games like did they did they did this... probably oh my yeah, god he probably did oh my god could you imagine <laughs> AJ Hawk is like the little kids and, and stepbrothers who make Make them eat the white dog shit when he's ready to Kirk Herbstreit on national TV. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, AJ Hawk is—he's actually—he's the kid in every like mid two thousands Will Ferrell movie because they have those exact kids in Talladega Nights too, where it's the uh, the two sons, <laughs> the rock, yeah. yeah, where they're they're drinking the Mountain Dew and they're like, "Why don't you know? Don't talk to your elders like that." You, you Shut up, get it, bitch! Dude. It was it was the it was the fucking zeitgeist. You wouldn't get it. You were too young. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just what kids used to be like. They used to drink Mountain Dew all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the mid two thousands was terrified of having raucous, angry kids making fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man especially and no one more so than kirk herbstreet who is to this day terrified of, of eight-year-olds uh, if you if you just show him a picture of an eight-year-old he'll he'll freak out and they, have to, they have to get out like a uh like with uh with cheetahs right where they have like the support dogs they have a support dog for uh for kirk herbstreet whenever he sees an eight-year-old yep that's right anyway all of that was to talk about ohio state <laughs> It's seven thirty in the horseshoe. Um, <laughs> Ohio State's what, like a twenty-point favorite in this game. Yeah, nineteen. Uh, they're gonna kill Penn State. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're gonna murder him. Yeah. Uh, CJ Stroud's throwing four touchdowns. I had a, a friend of the show, Jimmy Youngerman, listen to this right now. Uh, Jimmy, when you're hearing this, I'm just gonna just send you back a screenshot of your own text uh, that you said Penn State would beat Ohio State by ten points like a week and a half ago. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. That's a that's a that's a tough oh, that's man. a tough take to have one week ago. I don't I don't know about all that. I uh in in week two, absolutely. Fair take to have. Right now? Come mm, on. Uh, I don't know about all this. Uh, uh let's see here. Let's see. Um I'm just pulling up the text right now. <laughs> he said 
that Penn State would score 35 as Ohio State defense. <laughs> My man, they couldn't score 20 on the Illinois defense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they got nine overtimes. They did. They had they had nine whole chances at it, and they, they got 20 points out of it, or 18 points, rather. Sorry. Uh, apologies to Brett Bielema, who held uh, Penn State to under 20 points. Yeah, I mean, there's just nothing here on Penn State's offense that is, like, I think Denzel Burke is, is – Full on good. He's not going to completely shut down Jahan Dotson, but I, the running attack is is not even worth considering. And if Ohio State has a game plan, which it has in the last four games, um, then they they should be fine, right? Like I, I don't think that I don't think Matt Barnes is dumb, and so I that's Ohio State's defense yeah. is fixed because Matt Barnes isn't a fucking moron like Kerry Combs is. Man, can you listen to these two stat lines? I had not seen it yet this season. Yeah. Uh, Noah Kane, seventy eight carries. Trey Henderson, 79 carries. Mm-hmm. Noah Kane, 245 yards. Trey Henderson, 693 yards. Yeah. Noah Kane, four touchdowns. Henderson, 11 touchdowns. Yeah, Noah Kane is averaging like three yards a carry. He was a former four-star. He was he was good as a recruit. He wasn't like great, but he was... I think he at one point in time was a five-star, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I think he was ended up being downgraded towards the end. Yeah. But uh, relatively early on in the recruitment, he was uh, – <laughs> Uh, he was a five-star one, but I think Rivals might have had him as a five-star one. Yeah, he was, um, he's one of my favorite brands of, of recruit, which is running back who starts his career as a five-star because he's going for like 400 yards a game, and then people see him at a camp. Right. Like, oh, this guy runs a 4-9. We should maybe not have him be a five-star. <laughs> that is, it's, a, it's such a funny brand of recruit because they pretty much never work out, um, but it is, it's enjoyable to, uh, to, to see their, their careers unfold. Well, the opposite is also true, right? Like the guy that also never works out is the one who like you see at a camp first and you watch him play football and he like runs for, you know, uh, 70 yards a game in high yeah. school. Yeah. Uh, also a guy that never, ever works. <laughs> yeah. Is this, is this the Marcus Crowley version? Is that, uh, was that his shtick? <laughs> uh, Crowley, I think was a good high school back. It just, you know, obviously cannot stay healthy to save yeah. his life. Yeah. He is. He's died. Um, yeah, no, this Penn state offense sucks. It, it sucks in a really bad way. I don't think that Sean Clifford being 100% is going to change that. It sucked before he was injured and it will continue to suck afterward. Um, I don't know if Ohio State's going to score like 70 points here, but I absolutely think it'll score 50-something. Um, just by virtue of Penn State won't be able to keep the ball on the field with their offense. It, it, uh-huh. It's Ohio State's going to have 20 possessions, and in probably 10 of them it will score points. Like I, I, just, I don't know what Penn State does here that really challenges Ohio State in any significant way. Uh, yeah, I can't see anything. I guess maybe you get a couple interceptions, like CJ Stroud is just off his game early, but I, I don't know. The way he's been playing lately doesn't seem likely, right? Yeah, um, and you do also have to, to, to get interceptions. You have to, one, pressure him, which Penn State can't do, um, or two, cover Ohio State's receivers, which I, I think is more likely, but still not especially likely if you're Penn State because I don't know who's going to do that outside of Georgia and, and you know, Cincinnati. Um, I it's not an easy thing to do. It's not even a slight on Penn State. It's Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jig, but they're hard guys to cover. Um, and so I just don't know what the path to success here is if you're if you're Penn State beyond, like you said, C.J. Stroud just losing his mind. Uh, yeah, that's about the size of it, right? <laughs> I yeah. Think, uh, I think C.J. Stroud is pretty terrible, but I mean, like, I mean, if that's what happens, that's the only way that Penn State's a shot. But at the same time, uh, can Penn State even capitalize on that? I don't know. Like, Jaquan Brisker has to have two pick sixes for Penn State to win this game. Classic. Like, what has to happen? Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. It's, it's like, probably about that. <laughs> it's probably Jaquan Brisker has to have two pick sixes, and then maybe also they force a fumble in Ohio State territory. And even then, I mean, Ohio State probably still scores 35 points, and Penn State is still <laughs> right. stuck with 17. Right. Because here's the thing. If Ohio State, if a CJ Strauss is having a bad night or something, Penn State's rushing defense is just awful. Like yeah. Ohio State's just going to run the ball, and it's it's zone. also now without PJ Mustafer, right? Like Chase Brown just ran for two thirty on on these guys, right. and I don't think Travion right. Henderson. What can Henderson do if he wants to? Yeah. Like, is this <laughs> going to be like a, a playoff game? Or, I'm sorry, a Heisman game for Henderson? Is going to go for three thirty if he wants to? The issue, the only issue with that is that Ohio State would have to give him the ball to do that, and Ohio State's never going to give him the ball, <laughs> and so he'll. Uh, to be fair, I don't think they're not giving him the ball because I mean they don't think he can do it. 
because they don't want to. It's because he gets like pretty consistently dinged up in the second half of games. Sure. And why why are you going to risk him injured against Maryland, Rutgers, and Akron? Sure. I I do think this is going to be another like nine carry, one hundred and fifteen yard performance for Travion Henderson, which he's become very comfortable with. Um, That's cool. And that Mayan Williams will have another nine for a hundred, and Master Teague will have another nine for forty, and you know, um, it, it'll be just one of those games for Ohio State where I, he he needs to get he needs to get three hundred and seven yards in his next twenty one carries to uh, to get a thousand yards and a hundred carries. It's not impossible. No. What was that? Uh, who was it a couple years ago? At uh, was it Daryl Henderson at at Memphis that yeah, did that? Daryl Henderson averaged like thirteen yards of touch for the season between his rushing and uh, receiving. He was so cool. <laughs> I'm pulling that up right now. Actually, I want to see the exact one number. of the most in season, uh, one of the most insane seasons I've ever seen a running back have, and just no one talked about it. I I took him with a top five pick in a dynasty draft, and uh, it looked pretty stupid for a while. But he's been vindicating this year. He's having a great season. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. Darrell Henderson averaged 8.9 yards per carry on, uh, over 130 carries in back to back seasons. Uh, he averaged, uh, nine and nine and a half yards of touch in his sophomore junior seasons at Memphis. Classic. <laughs> Senior, junior season, 233 touches, two, t- 2,204 yards, 9.5 yards per touch, 25 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, he was so fucking good. Anyway, yeah, Ohio State wins here by by five scores. This is not going to be close. Um, <laughs> Patrick, Patrick, breaking yeah. breaking tweet uh, on as we're recording podcast right now. Okay, uh, from uh, reported by Onward Sports, James Franklin. I am fiercely loyal to Penn State to these players to the staff. Dot dot dot. But there's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Dude, Jimmy oh Sexton. Jimmy Sexton is absolutely in his bag. <laughs> Uh, he also he also said to the media, "I'd love to sit down with you guys over a beer and talk about this in detail." Oh my god! <laughs> just... <laughs> Dude, unreal. James Frank James Franklin telling the Athletics reporter that he would love to discuss this over a nice cask of Amontillado. <laughs> 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 James Frank at the press conference signed Audrey Snyder the Chief quote on notice. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my this god. This is incredible. This guy rocks. Is he gonna make it to Saturday? It, it seems like he's like packing up his stuff. There's a lot of moving parts, including, you know, the wheels on the plane that are gonna be <laughs> lifting up pretty shortly. Uh my suitcase wasn't he's big like, enough. Look, I gotta get a bigger one. He's like, have you guys heard about the fucking supply chain? Moving vans are crazy right now. The prices are out of this world. I gotta I gotta get this figured out. This is ridiculous. I mean, come on. You tell me I have to buy oh a my God. I have to buy a, a, a well, I, I have to get a flight with a spending... layover. <laughs> after spending 45 minutes in that game uh, our other our other the one your buddy says is good but he's probably lying it sucks is Ole Miss at Auburn yeah uh, there are two coaches that are definitely staying their job for a long time no doubt about that uh-huh uh, <laughs> I, I I don't remember uh, I don't remember who it was that said this to me today but um Someone said today that the, there's a distinct possibility that Brian Harson beats Alabama and then gets fired from his job <laughs> which is very good to think about we love to think about that uh we certainly do yeah. i think it's i mean dude it's i don't know how many coaches are going to get fired for the vaccine um, like, it can't just be these two that are unvaccinated right i i i don't know how many states have m- mandates for state employees but if it's most of them then yeah it'll be <laughs> it'll be quite a few uh <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know shit uh Carson's good. I mean, he's been pretty good. It's better than I thought, for sure. I think there's a chance they win this game. Yeah. Uh, if they win this game, and like, <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about uh, 11 and 2 Auburn or something like that. 10 oh. and 2 Auburn. Uh, <laughs> beating Ole Miss and Alabama and just uh, 
and firing their coach because they have to. Yeah. Boy, I'm sure they would love that. I'm sure that Auburn fans would handle that really well. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, <laughs> I'm sure Alabama will just change the law, right? Yeah. I don't know. It could be pretty funny if you have like a bunch of Alabama Crimson Tide Republicans yeah. who are like arguing to keep the vaccine mandate because it results in Auburn's coach getting Dude, fired. If, if, <laughs> if Nick Saban was the one who wasn't vaccinated, they would change the law. If it's Brian Harson, they're not changing shit. They're not going to do anything for him. They don't care about Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you have guys now that are probably currently being like, we have to get rid of this law. And someone's going to tell them that Brian Hartson has to get fired after they beat Alabama. Yeah, like, yeah. We have to keep this law. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this law is the most constitutional thing. <laughs> um, what's your prediction for this game? What are you thinking about it? I think Ole Miss wins. I think Ole Miss is just better than Auburn is. I, I, uh, I, I Auburn is better than we thought, but I, I don't believe it that fully. I don't think. Uh, Auburn is currently a field goal favorite, which means they're a pick them on a neutral field. Huh. I think that's pretty generous to Auburn. Yeah, I, I don't know. So. Um, I think that uh, I think the over under at sixty six is insanely low. I think yeah. it goes way higher than that, right? I mean, also, um, but the question is, do you trust Bo Nix in the shootout? I, I still don't. No, and also Auburn lost to Penn State, and we just established for forty five minutes those guys fucking suck. Um, right, and, it was a Penn State whiteout though, and that's a and it was only one of the first road games or the first road game Auburn's played against a real crowd in two years. Sure. Because uh, not a thing to be totally dismissed. I'm going to completely dismiss them because of it. Uh, okay. Weird beers that you try in <laughs> the five percent chance that they're actually good. North Carolina at Notre Dame, Louisville at NC State, and Kentucky at Mississippi State. Um, not a ton here that I'm super interested in. I think I do think that Louisville is probably better than its record indicates uh and so that might be kind of an entertaining game but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna watch any of these you know who they're better than boston college yeah yeah (laughs) something to think about for sure um we're hearing reports of penn state head coach scott satterfield apparently (laughs) um i think that nc state will win this game because they just like to lose games they shouldn't completely blow their season and win everything else yeah um so that's, that's how it's going to go. Yeah, That's about it. That sounds right to me. Uh, Saturday late, Staple Beer, Fresno State at San Diego State. This is pretty Wait, much... didn't we skip Kentucky at Mississippi State? Oh, do we really need to talk about it? I mean, Kentucky's going to win. Kentucky has a good coach. Uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State, State is favored, dude. Jesus Christ. Come I think on. it's either they're favored or it's a pick Let me double check. This, um, is, this is silly. I was looking at this. And I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, sorry. Mississippi State's now a one-point dog. Uh, they were a uh, pick uh, yeah, Ken- Kentucky's going to win this by exactly one touchdown, and it will be a one-touchdown deficit for the entire game. <laughs> yeah, it'll be 7 nothing final. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kentucky's not stupid. They're not stupid enough to lose to Mississippi State. You have to be stupid to lose to Mississippi State. The Big Ten has to recruit uh, Kentucky for the Western side of the conference immediately. Yeah, I, I do think that would ruin Kentucky. So they, I, 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 I'm interested to see why Kentucky would do that. But um, I mean, it would certainly make the the Big Ten better for one or two years before Kentucky falls apart um, by virtue of being in the Big Ten and not a good conference. Um, I'm just kidding. They couldn't get in. I was just joking. Sure. Uh, uh, Saturday late staple beer Fresno State at San Diego State. This is pretty much to determine the Mountain West West. Um, which, by the way, stupid division name. Get a, get a different name that isn't the same as your conference name. Um, I think San Diego State's probably going to win here. I still don't really trust Fresno State because we were hurt so badly by it before earlier in the season, but um, I think this is going to be really fun. Nonetheless, it, it's it's another one of those kind of interesting stylistic clashes where San Diego State's defense is really good and Fresno State's offense is really good. I would stay mm-hmm. up to watch this one. I think this is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great game. Um, this is a perfect, like, you get home from the bar at, like, 1.30 a.m., you see if the stage still on, yeah. uh, turn off the last two minutes, and, and uh, you know, watch the slow heat death the universe as the Senior State kicks a field goal to win 17-16. to 16. Um, <laughs> uh, Also on in this window, we've got Virginia at BYU on the Bronco Mendon Hall Bowl. Yeah. Um, I think Virginia is going to win this game. I do too. I think Virginia is good. I think that the, the offense especially is, is very good. If, um, I mean, if BYU almost lost to Washington state, I don't know if there's a ton going on there, at least not to the way that we, we hoped that there yeah. was. There are, there are actually three decent to good games this window with yeah. the third being UCLA at Utah at 10 PM on ESPN. Uh, there is also a fourth game, which is Washington Stanford at 10 plus one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> this is ugly. Um, 
UCL Utah is fun. That has some uh, Pac-12 South implications, right? Uh, I gotta check. The, yeah, uh, the yeah, it does. Yeah, um, I, I believe that Arizona State is still the leader in the South. But the good news is that Arizona State's going to lose at least two more games, and so the winner of this does probably win the South. <laughs> yeah, Arizona State is. No, they are not. They're in second place. They are three and one in conference. They lost to Utah, who's also yeah. three and one. Yeah. Um, but a Utah loss would put Arizona State back in first place for one week um, until they blow it. For <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Fun little three-team race in these yeah. three. Just uh, USC hanging out with uh, with Colorado. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I'd call it fun, but it is a three-team race. <laughs> certainly, there are three teams in it, and they are racing in that way. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Let's see, has UCLA uh, played Arizona State yet? They have. Yeah, okay, they so yeah. Um, yeah, if, if UCLA wins this game, all Arizona State has to not do is not blow it the rest of the season, which I'm sure is completely impossible. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do uh, that. I'm confident. Yeah, they, they would play with the pressure <laughs> on. I'm sure they'll Wazoo handle this, this well. <laughs> they play Wazoo, <laughs> USC at Washington at Oregon State. The game they will definitely lose. They're going to uh, lose every Arizona. one of those games. If if they are <laughs> if they are told before the game that they control their own destiny, they will lose the remainder of the games <laughs> on their schedule. Shout out to everyone Arizona State recruits who just wants to go down there, have a good time, hang out with some porn stars for the pool, and yeah. then uh, you know never talk about football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a fair strategy. Like, if you're like a mid four star recruit who's not really getting interest from your local school, you might as well just go there. You're it's either that or fucking Iowa State, and at least at Arizona State, you're gonna have fun losing. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan, do you have anything else here before we get out of here? Um, no, that's about all I've got, Patrick. I uh, I will just say go Buffs as always. Uh, I will see you live and in person on Sunday. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hail to Pit. <laughs> <laughs> Hail to Pit, indeed. Uh, folks, you can find us on Twitter at Field Flipping. I'm Patrick underscore Mayhorn. He's at B1G underscore Ryan. Um, and uh, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to do the full the full outro. I don't care all that much. Um, but I, I do want to say, Ryan, I am fiercely loyal to flipping the field to these listeners to the staff. But there are a lot of moving parts here, and so I might I might see you on Sunday. I might join uh, the Solid Verbal or whatever one of these other fucking shows is. Uh, so we will uh-huh. we will we will maybe talk on Sunday. But I, I, there's a lot of moving parts. I don't know. Oh my god! All right, bye, Patrick.